Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On this week's episode of Damsels in the DMs. Hello, my favorite people. I'm a 25-year-old single woman writing in from London. I've been living here for a couple of years now, moved here from New York uh, for work, and it's honestly been the best. I moved to London when I was recently broken up with by my boyfriend from college. I haven't had much luck with the dating scene in London. Not sure if it's cultural differences or what, but as I'm approaching 26 this year, I'm freaking out that I haven't found my person. My ex recently reached out to me a couple of months ago saying that letting me go was the biggest mistake he's ever made. I have found my own thing here, but then I'm also like, what what if I don't find my person in London? Am I throwing away this opportunity? Please help, lost in London. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. Huh? What's the there's some damsels in the DM. Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah, we see them. Yeah, we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Lauren. I'm Ash. And I'm Alejandro. Hello. You guys, I got a new mic. It's the same mic that both of you have. So now I'm both on your I'm on your level since my mic got stolen. I don't know if we talked about this in the previous episode. I think it's hilarious that you both have mics that function and now I have a mic that's like malfunctioning. I haven't been able to use it because the last time I tried it, it was doing this weird echo thing, unfortunately. Oh yeah. Oh, that's bad news. So then the mic doesn't have a long life, apparently. Is that what that well, well that's what like it means if yours is on. already yeah if yours is already broken then like because my my previous mic died out so if yours is dying then that just makes me feel like maybe these were not the best investment but all mics aside today i'm excited to dig into all things lauren oh my uh, gosh i know you had this big big announcement in our last host episode and unfortunately uh, you were super sick and so I feel like you need a redo and you need to come out to the world again about your like huge news. I'm coming out. Um, no, I am heading to New York at the end of August where I am going to begin my MFA in creative producing in film at Columbia. Yes, congratulations. Thank you. I'm so equally excited and sad. Like, I'm sad to lose, like, that LA's going to lose you for a few months. I mean, I don't think anything's going to change because this girl's always doing back and forth between LA and New York. So I really don't feel like things are going to change. I think I'm just going to be seeing you in both cities now, except for just, like, other than, rather than one city. I think I'm going to be here a lot. I hope that I'm here a lot. If I'm here a lot, it means that I'm working and working is good. Um, I already know that I'll be here in November, I think, and then probably in December as well. So I feel like it'll be two years where my time is maybe like 70, 30 New York, LA. And then after that, be back in LA. 
Yay. Well, okay. So Columbia, this is super exciting. What a great school. I'm so proud of you. Of course, you're going to get into an Ivy League school, but I am curious and I, I'm sure the audience is curious as well. What made you decide to pursue a, a master's degree in film producing? So, I mean, you guys know as actors, it's really hard to have control over your career because you spend a lot of time waiting for somebody else to give you an opportunity. And with both of you, but especially Alejandro, you know, we worked to make our own projects come to life and give ourselves our own opportunities with Defining Dodo and the project that you and I are working on, Osh, and then projects that I've done in the past, like It's a Girl Thing in my human trafficking documentary. But the thing with all of those projects was that I felt like I would get to after the film festival point and I would be like, okay, what happens with these projects now? Like, how do you get distribution? Who do you talk to? How do I make something off of this thing that had been my baby for so long? And I felt like going to school was the best way to do that, especially because like my career is very much like I want to be an actor that's producing um and like in terms of people ask me this all the time like what are the how would you rank you know the different fields you have in the entertainment industry and for me it's obviously actor slash podcast host then um producer writer and then directing like that is the order of in which that I would say the career path that I'm pursuing so for me going to school would allow me to one learn more about the field that I want to have a career in Two, allows me to make a network of other filmmakers um, who are trying to do the same thing that I'm doing. And three, just gives me more opportunity to create and be on set, which, you know, just seemed like it was the right step for me. And obviously, you guys know Brian is in New York, has been in New York. So Columbia just made a lot of sense. That's so exciting. So you going to Columbia means that you'll be spending a lot more time with Brian in New York. Uh, What are conversations or what have conversations been like about this transition that you're experiencing slash the future together? So yeah, I was thinking about this. I'm not even sure that I've ever explicitly said this on the podcast, but like Brian and I have not lived in the same city since college. And like, we were not even dating officially in college. So like, basically like Brian and I started dating he had already graduated um, and I was a junior at the time. So by that point, he was already living in Irvine. So like I was telling Osh yesterday, I used to take the train from LA to Newport to go see him. So this will actually be the first time that we are living in the same city. And yeah, it's definitely a transition because like I'm so adjusted to doing long distance. And I think in a lot of ways, long distance really served me. And obviously LA to Irvine is not as accessible as doing LA to New York but you know like either way you're still like driving an hour or you're getting on a plane like you're still doing something in transit to go see that other person they're not a part of your everyday routine so switching into that like feels like a jump but what I also have been saying to people is that like I'm excited about it and I feel like that's how you know when it's the right time to be making that jump because if it were something where I was like oh, I want to continue to be independent. I want to continue to be on my own and, um, you know, just making sure that I'm really fulfilling my career ideals and my friendship ideals. Like I've already been doing that for so long that I I know how to do that independently now, you know? And I don't think that it's like going to be something that I'm sacrificing just by living in the same city as my significant other. So yeah, I feel like it's time. And I feel like you have your own like group of good really good girlfriends in New York right because like some of your best friends moved to New York last year 
And now you just have this like amazing group of people there that you don't feel like you need to be hanging out with Brian and his friends and doing everything that they're, I mean, you also share the same friends, which is kind of nice, but it is really important that someone like you, who is super like career driven and very, very hardworking to have your own life outside of the person that you're like going to be moving across for sure. Not far, and but. you know, I'm hoping to make friends at Columbia as well, because like, those are all my potential future collaborators and network, you know? Mm-hmm. So I I'm hoping that like a lot of my time in New York is centered on building relationships outside of my relationship. It's so exciting to see you move with such confidence, but I am curious, are there any points of apprehension that you have in preparing for the big move? Oh my God. Yes. Okay, first of all, I am LA's number one fan, as everybody (laughs) knows. Like, I could start a fan club about how much I love LA, and I could go on for days about it. So first of all, like, leaving LA is very bittersweet for me, which I think is why, like, also just for my sanity, I have to be like, I'll be back in two years. Like, I'm coming back. Like, it's not forever. Because I think, like, I also need that timeline to know that I'm coming back. Because, like, moving to New York is a little bit different for me than it is for other people, because I grew up in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. I'm from the East Coast. So going back to the East Coast doesn't have that same like, oh my God, like big city feels that it might for other people because I know it very well. And of course, living in New York is very different than being in Philadelphia. Don't get me wrong. But just like, I know what it's like to live in the cold. I know what it's like to like be in a city. And I like wanted to be in California my entire life. So it feels like doing this thing that wasn't exactly part of my plan if that makes sense and like going out of your plan can sometimes be scary but it's sort of like you have to take these risks on yourself and just know that you're betting on yourself by doing this and even though it feels scary and it makes you nervous the opportunities that could come out of it are worth that risk and that scary feeling my question is what are you gonna do about your hikes because you're a big hiker hiking is your thing so what are you gonna how are you you gonna replace this uh love for hiking in new york city so i'm really lucky that the place that i'm moving to is right by the water and there's actually like a walking trail right there so i think me and ernie will pick up our walking trails um along this and it'll be more big city feels but it'll still be an urban hike i like to call it so you and Brian have been apart for a couple of years now because he moved to he moved from California to New York. And as you said, you were already doing long distance. He wasn't in Los Angeles. What are you most looking forward to by being in the same city as Brian? Not taking so many flights, <laughs> um, saving money on flights, all of that. Um, having somebody to do my self-taping with just closer by more frequently. (laughs) No, just kidding. I mean, also like all of the things that you know that you want to be closer to your partner for. But I think that like right now, like I was saying, it feels very exciting, but I'm sure there's also going to be things that come out of it that are a huge adjustment for us that like we're not really thinking about. Um, And even like we we've seen it coming out. Like when he comes to stay with me, like we're even, um, you know, we conflict on things. Like he doesn't close the cupboards. He thinks that I don't like fold properly. Honestly, folding has been such a theme in my life. Have I ever told the story about like when I worked at Juicy Couture 
and um yeah my first job ever was working at juicy couture and um i don't know if anybody remembers but those j jackets like have a very specific fold to them and i am so trash at folding to the point where my boss said to me you're lucky that you're pretty um Oh my God. Folding was so trash. And that's a theme in my life. I'm very clean. I'm very neat, but the folding, like I still just don't have technique in it. I don't know why. So Brian gives me shit for that. I gave him shit for not closing the cupboards. Um, So there's like all these little things that like come out when you start to spend more time with somebody that you're not like thinking of. And I think that that's going to be an adjustment, but you guys know we do our happy hour meetings. So like any of these issues that start to build up, we'll talk about it in our happy hour meetings so that they're not like a point of resentment for us so I think that it'll be adjust an adjustment for sure but I also think that like Brian and I have been together and I fact check myself on this because we've known each other for eight years but our anniversary will be seven years in December so fact checked that is the timeline of us being together so that's like a long time to be with somebody you know so it's also important that like you start to have these more challenging times to see like okay can we get through it to move along if that makes sense and cupboards and not folding correctly don't sound like super tremendous issues to have no so, i mean the fact that those are the biggest concerns at this point in the relationship like that's something to celebrate or at least like look forward to i mean because like how much resolution do you really need for like closing the cupboards it's like as easy as you know someone taking care of that or each you know whatever that's I was listening to a podcast with um, Dan Savage. He was on Chelsea Handler's podcast. And this exact issue came up where it's just like, if little things like this happen, where it's just like tiny little annoyances that happen, like it's so easy for the other person who gets annoyed by it to just take care of this issue, yeah. like closing the cupboard or someone folding something correctly. But that's really funny. Yeah. I can't see you being like messy with folding but i i'm so tickled that that is like a reality that you think tickled um <laughs> well honestly like the biggest issue that we've gone through in like our relationship was honestly me getting ernie like he just did not want me to get ernie and now he's obsessed with ernie to the point that i even offered to change ernie's last name on his instagram handle slash his life because i don't know if i've talked about my dedication to not taking Brian's last name and instead like when we eventually down the line get married and instead I want to mold last names to in to instead take the last name Zaris which I think is like the most feminist thing that one could do like make your man take a new last name like why should the woman always have to take a last name like so we just become the Zaruses together so it was really funny because I offered to change Ernie's last name now that he's taken more ownership of Ernie and he was like oh to like Ernest Worthing Szymanski and I was like no to Ernest Worthing Zaris like ain't nobody taking Szymanski <laughs> that's too hard to 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 exactly okay. so in Spain in the Spanish culture the traditionally the man takes the woman's last name which i love um i don't love zaris but i think i think it could grow on me i'm just like very very anti the idea but i think it could grow on me not that it has your culture ash it's like too stringent you're not ready for these feminist ideals just keep working on it ash yeah you know what i'm just (laughs) not i'm not feminist like i literally can't stand i'm just kidding (laughs) Uh, i'm kidding jokes you're like so passionate about not only 
you know, forging your own path in terms of your career, but now creating a new name slash way for people to identify themselves in a partnership like a marriage. That's so dope. <laughs> and of course, of marriage. Of course you <laughs> Speaking of marriage, have you guys had comp? Cause now you're moving to a city together. Well, in the same city. And that's a big step in your relationship. And you've been together for so long. Have you guys had conversations around marriage and how you guys feel about it and what like the timeline looks like? Or are you kind of more like, let's just go with the flow? Oh my God, this is a real tell all episode, isn't it? Yes. Um, Yeah. So we definitely talk about it. I feel like it was just one of those things that was like assumed maybe starting like year five or something. It's like, all right, we're really going to spend all this time together. Like I ain't wasting the rest of my twenties. You know what I mean? Like, I think you just uh, hit a certain point where it's like, okay, yeah, uh, guess we're stuck together, but in like a happier way, you know, I, I deflect because that's how I am as a person, but, um, no, we definitely talk about it. And I think that like things like happy hour are because we're dedicated to the longevity of our relationship. But I also think, and I've said this before, like Brian and I are very career driven, friend driven people, um, who both like really care about having fully thought out lives that it's never been like the priority. And I feel like I certainly at least want to get through school and also like want to get to a place where like I feel like I cannot like take a backseat on my career but don't have to be like in the driver's seat pushing the gas all the damn time you know um where I can just coast a little bit more before that's like something that we want to attack which I know is not like very popular you know but I'm always kind of taking like the side path I never take the direct route so no, I'm all for getting your, getting you, focusing on you, getting you situated. And I don't like the world, the word settled, but like to, to feel like you're in a good place and then focus on like whatever's next. So I support that. I get what you're saying. Also, like my mom, I've talked about this before. I think my mom had me when she was 40 and like didn't get married until that point. So I also think that like when I was a kid, I always assumed people got married and had kids later that I was, I at no point thought that you like got married early on um like I was shocked when people like after college started to get married I had no idea that like people did that um and my my siblings are all older than me but my youngest sibling I'm the baby but like youngest of my older siblings just got engaged and that's my first sibling to have gotten engaged so you You didn't go to college or high school in the midwest and it's starting to show yeah yeah I've always been on either coast I feel like a lot of people I went to college with in Indiana are like they got married right out of college and I'm just like Lauren I am curious we've spoken a lot about you what has Brian expressed as his most exciting things that he's looking forward to with your move out there and obviously your big victory of going to Columbia so Brian basically like has wanted me to move to New York for a while, but he is very understanding that like my career comes first and he never would have like pushed me into moving to New York. And it just kind of worked out really well timing wise that I'm going to Columbia. But if I had gone to school in California, he probably would have come to California at some point. So it wasn't like he needed to extend his New York move. And he always planned to come back to LA. Like he definitely did not plan to be in New York as long as he is, but we didn't know that I was going to move to New York either. So I think that it'll be good because he'll really have like New York out of his system by the end of this. And also because like, 
when he moved to New York during the pandemic, obviously New York was not standard New York. And now that things are coming back, like he's gotten the New York experience that he moved there for. So I think that it'll be a good experience for him, but it wasn't something that like either of us were expecting, you know, but I think it'll be a good adventure for us. Fun fact, Lauren and I became friends. Like we actually became friends the day that she dropped Brian off at the airport or said bye to him. I know I remember crying in front of Osh because I was so sad. I was, I literally was, I was, you made me so sad. I felt so bad. But then I was like, hey, I'm dating someone in New York. Like maybe we can like hang out in New York. <laughs> yeah, I never knew Osh and I would have the friendship that we ended up having, nor that we would host a podcast together. But you know, the way life unfolds. Here we are. And I'm so grateful for every. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like we've had conversations and letters written in. Uh, that touch on like relationship claustrophobia and now that you're kind of like rubber banding um, away from that claustrophobia situation what are your thoughts or what are your you know any do you have any tips for our listeners uh, in terms of kind of like reverse engineering that whole paradigm Yeah, it's interesting because a lot of people are always really surprised that Brian and I have been like long distance as much as we have. And like I said, it's because it's been varying degrees of long distance. I think if we had started like dating right after college and it was the LA to New York thing, I don't know like how that would have gone, but because we had the only within an hour distance of each other for a long time before he moved to New York, I think that really helped us in establishing our relationship before we, you know, were more independent on our coasts. And now that like we're coming back to living in the same area, I guess what I would say about it is that I think maintaining the independence that you were able to foster in that period of being like long distance proper um, is really important. Like making sure that you still have dinners just with your friends, making sure that you still go out just with your friends. Like you're not the person that always brings their boyfriend along and making sure that you just like put time into just being with your friends. Like, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I think the best moments with your friends are like when you're just, uh, after going out on a Saturday and you guys wake up together on a Sunday and you get to reflect on everything that happened the night before. And sometimes like when you're going home with people and you're not just waking up with your friends anymore, you miss that like same bonding moment. And of course, like going out is so much fun, but also like just being on the couch and watching a movie and those like moments of just doing things together that you get a lot when you're in college, like those are so beautiful. And I think we lose that as we get older. So I think like for me moving there, I want to make sure that I really continue to foster my friendships in that same way and you know really take this time to not feel like I'm moving there just for my relationship because I get that all the time like when I go to networking events like oh you're moving there to be with your boyfriends like no I'm moving there to go to Columbia but like obviously that's a cherry on top of the whole situation but I think like what will be most important for me is like keeping up with my career and finding the balance between making sure that all of my friendships and my relationship feel fulfilled it's sort of like when you have a pie and you make sure that you're cutting even slices of everything and I think that it's definitely going to be a new challenge for me on developing what this pie looks like and how much how much of a slice I can give to each thing but I think that that's just going to be a new life challenge for me to figure out so yeah like that when you were talking about Alejandro with that rubber band effect I think the best way to do that is just to make sure that you're cutting even slices for each part of your priorities that are important to you that makes sense well 
That sounds like a perfect moment slash transition point for this letter. Shall we dig in? Let's do it. So, so we have, hello, my favorite people. I'm a 25-year-old single woman writing in from London. I've been living here for a couple of years now, moved here from New York uh, for work, and it's honestly been the best. I moved to London when I was recently broken up with by my boyfriend from college. We went to NYU together, and he moved to LA shortly after graduating, so we amicably split, knowing that it was the right thing to do. I haven't had much luck with the dating scene in London. Not sure if it's cultural differences or what, but as I'm approaching 26 this year, I'm freaking out that I haven't found my person. My ex recently reached out to me a couple of months ago, saying that letting me go was the biggest mistake he's ever made. He hasn't had any luck with the dating scene in LA either and wanted to see if we could make it work this time now that we've both had a couple of years apart to grow. I really want to see where this can go, but he just told me that he's been looking at jobs in London and now I don't know how to feel about that. I don't want him to move countries just for me because I don't want him to resent me or the other way around. I have found my own thing here, but then I'm also like, what, what if I don't find my person in London? Am I throwing away this opportunity? Please help. Lost in London. <laughs> I'm waving the red flag here. Red flag, red flag, red flag. Um, I feel like it's very questionable that he's reaching out because the point that I want to flag is that he said, I haven't had much, you, he hasn't had much luck in the dating scene either. So part of me feels like, first of all, you guys are only 25. So it's like dating scene. How many years has it been? Like, I, I don't know. I think you need to give yourselves a little bit more time. Like that amount of period of space at this age is really nothing. And I feel like you shouldn't just try it again, just because you haven't had luck with other people. It's like sort of going back to something that didn't work out before. Um, and the fact that like they broke up with you and I understand that you like split amicably because you were, you know, going different places, but still like they made that decision to broke up with you. It didn't sound like it was the conversation about like, oh, should we stay together? Should we do long distance, whatever. So I feel like I just don't think that moving to London and for them uprooting their life where you're the only person they know and now they're dependent on you is going to be a situation that, you know, brings you any happiness. Yeah, I agree. This impatience with finding the right partner seems, um, it seems like it, it needs more work, you know, that more self-work needs to be involved. Um, just like you were saying, you know, what you're looking forward to in terms of establishing more connections and spending more time and developing relationships outside of your relationship with Brian. Uh, it sounds like this person needs to like you know, take a few more years if it's already been a couple in London, like to just focus and like find things that make them happy. I don't, yeah, because like rushing in and this state of emergency and you know, yeah. wanting to rush to the nearest solution just seems, I don't know, it makes me feel uneasy for this person. It does feel like a state of emergency. You're right, because it's like, what, why is, what is the rush? Like, why don't you guys try long distance and see if he has the right intention or if you even have the right intention. And I am a firm believer that if it's meant to be, it'll be, and you don't need to have long distance or no long distance. Like if you're meant to be with this person, you're going to find a way to make it work. 
that's what I feel. I, I don't, I, I don't have this thing where it's like, oh, it's long distance. So like, we're not going to work. Like, I think you could still make it work unless money is a huge issue and you literally cannot afford a plane ticket. Then that's a different story, but seems like you both, you know, have like great jobs, one in London, one in LA. So why not try long distance for a little bit or meet up in New York, which is obviously your stomping grounds and a halfway point between London and LA. Like, let's not move too fast and rush into this. I'm curious, too, what what other things were said besides letting them go was the biggest mistake? I, I'm, I'm curious, like, if this person was, like, saying other things that may have influenced this letter writer to submit something to us. Because otherwise, you know, I mean, just to say, like, oh, it was the biggest mistake. Da, da, da. I mean, like, yeah, talking about London, like, what else? What else is being said that we're not aware of. I, I feel like there might be some mitigating circumstances slash statements that might be at influence here. But I there guess- is an air of desperation. Like he hasn't had any luck in the dating scene with the dating scene in LA and wanted to see if we could make it work. And and he, I feel like he's using the whole, uh, now that we've had a couple years, you know, to grow apart and do our own thing. Like, I feel like that's an excuse. Like you, he's using that as an excuse to woo her back in. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think, I think a red flag, Lauren, you called it. Just to offer a personal antidote to this. I feel like when I was single, I felt so desperate to find somebody that I also spent so much time believing what you said, Ash, about how, like, if it's meant to be, it'll be because I just like wanted something to cling onto that my past relationships would work out because I didn't have a current relationship. And I feel like that's a really easy trap to fall into when you just want something to work out so badly, but that's the whole thing. You just want something to work out so badly. And because you're like spending time hoping that something works out in one of your past relationships, you're not leaving yourself open to all of the future relationships that can be coming your way because now you're thinking about the potential of it working out with that past person. And I feel like we talked about the pie earlier. Make sure that you're you know, denoting a slice of the pie that's accurate for all of the priorities that you want to have aside from your dating life. Like whether it's making sure that you have a solid friend group in London, that you're taking up hobbies that you wanted to try, that you're making sure that you leave time for reading and books and uh, reading a book so the same thing with to reading watching content whatever it is that brings you joy just make sure that you're leaving enough time for that before you're putting so much priority on making a relationship happen that already didn't work out the first time yeah if it's meant to be it's meant to be there's a song by bb rexa and florida georgia line too that sings about this oh my goodness I don't know why I felt the need to mention that song, but I think it's important. Thank you. Yeah, I think I think I think letter writer lost in London. I think you should be putting that song on repeat and also do your own thing. You've got your own thing going on in London, like make your friends, make your connections. You never know. You might find your person there if it's meant to be. And if it's not, then like keep working on you and don't freak out about turning 26. You're so young. You're so young and you have, you're still like half your twenties ahead of you before you even reach your thirties. So don't worry about not finding your person. You got plenty of time. And then once you do find your person, you're going to be like, damn it. Wish I was single. I I missed out on my twenties. So just, you know, be patient. I was going to say, since the lines of communication are already open, I don't see any issue with uh, this person telling their ex, like, all of what is going on in their head as far as, like, you know, not wanting any resentment to build up. 
Um, Cause like that honesty is important. And like, it's not just like, oh, like, no, you should try and focus on something else or you should like look in another city rather than London. No, like I think, yeah, that honesty is the best policy, so. Anecdote, uh, when I was living in San Francisco, my ex actually reached out to me and ours was an amicable split too because I was graduating long distance, whatever. I, I, I was graduating college. Like I was still a kid, don't know what I'm doing with my life. And uh, I remember a couple of years in or a year or two in, they reached out and they were like, hey, like I'm I'm looking at positions like in San Francisco. And I was like, nope, nope, don't do it. Don't. Then I'm leaving. Yeah. Like, no, it's not happening. The other thing that I was going to say is I feel like when you're in your early 20s, they feel so precious and it feels like you need to have all of this accomplished and ready by the time you get to your 30s. But then when you enter your late 20s, you're like, I have a full life and I don't need to like put so much pressure on one decade to make the rest of my life happen. Like, you know, take your time. Age is literally just a number and don't put so much pressure on making all of your hopes and dreams and wishes for the rest of your life come true by the time you're 26, because you're going to need other things to be happy and excited about, honestly. And you don't want to just make your twenties the number one decade, because then what are you going to do the rest of your life? agreed oh my goodness the 20s are there for making those mistakes and jumping over them hurdles and even in the 30s we're still trying to figure it out like yeah it's ever set in stone but we love this letter like we love every other letter that we receive so please continue writing to us sending us voicemails keeping up with us on all of our ongoings that we may attend or experience in the future and if you're if you're um if you are old school then send us a dm because we still oh, yeah. want receiving right. dms <laughs> got that option too. we will take your problems in any way that we can have them we love the opportunity to analyze so please continue sending them along all right everybody well thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of damsels in the dms until next time Going down in the DMs. Bye. Bye. DMs, DMs, we don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.